What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode 294 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm your host, Christian Piles, joined once again by my mainest man, Willie Saylor. He is driving down Route 80 with famed wrestling photographer Josh Conklin. Hashtag picks for days. They're en route to Akron, Ohio for the Cadet U23 National Championships. Willie, are you in fact there? I'm, I'm here. Willie's here. I'm here. Picks for days is here. Big day. And uh, we're driving. We're doing a radio show. And uh, life is good. Now we're up to we're speed. We're looking forward to Akron. Yeah, so Willie, Willie's driving. We were joined today by Andrew Spay, the wrestling nomad, a.k.a. Daniel Lobdell, is currently en route to Akron, Ohio, um, as are Mike Malconico and Ryan Holmes, and soon will be Kyle Bratke. Kyle Bratke's here. He's, he's off camera. It's a little industry terminology, but he'll be back as soon as we get off the, off the horn with, off the horn with uh, Willie. But Willie is fired up. Yes. About Greco-Roman. We all saw the tweets. Wrestling. We saw your tweets. Your tweets, uh, th- there was no gray in your tweets. You said you would probably get fired no. after this show. So why don't you, um, why don't you I mean, tee it up and go? Right? There's always a potential for me to be fired, uh, like on any day of the week in any scenario. Yeah. You know this. But, uh, you know, recently, and this is an ongoing thing, right? where Greco feels like the, the U.S. Greco guys feel like they don't get the love. And um, eventually, probably a couple times a year, it comes to a head. And so they blame us for it. They blame Flo for not covering it as much and, and all that jazz. So, you know, I think it's time. I think it's time we just be honest. Uh, and and I, don't, I don't mean Flo. I mean, Everybody in the wrestling community, be honest about where Greco is at uh, on planet Earth and in this country. And there's things both on the international level that restrict the, the interest in Greco, and there's things domestically, um, factors that why we are not, why, why we're not good and why we're not. Um, why it doesn't garner as much interest. I mean, the first thing you have to accept is that Greco, people are less interested in Greco. Fans are less interested in Greco than freestyle or folk style. Um, That might be a tough pill for you to swallow, Greco fans, but it's the truth. Yeah, I would also also like to mention, I would actually start the conversation with if Greco-Roman wrestling was popular in America, that would be an amazing thing for us as a company. That would be huge. Right? That I mean, we 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 are we are We're in the wrestling business. We are hammering on the same, not the same narratives, but we are going to the well with college wrestling and um, the big programs and the popular wrestlers and the big tournaments and you know, the high level freestyle, if we had other avenues that people were interested in, like there was rapidity, like there is for freestyle and folk style wrestling in this country, that would be an incredible thing for us. And I would even say right? freestyle is not at the college level. No, it's I not. I mean, if we could get freestyle up to college, that would be, if we could get all of them up to the college level, women's wrestling, yeah. Greco, and freestyle. So everybody's in the same boat. We're, we're delivering as much as we can to what people want, but we're not neglecting something because somehow that would have any benefit to us whatsoever. It's the exact opposite. And, and, and reality is, and Willie, maybe you, you, you can speak to this as much, is that we're still probably out of proportion with the reality for what where the demand is, right? Like the, where the demand is for Greco and relative to how much content we do do that is Greco related um, probably doesn't really map to anything like that analytically makes sense, but we still continue to do right. it because it's very important to us as a wrestling company that we, we give it its due coverage. Um, so right. I, st- I, I mean, think we're out of proportion there, and, but we're still doing it. Right. I mean, if you talk about business sense and, and what the appetite is and what people um, what, what people are in 
interested in we you got the Greco people say we don't do enough Greco from a business standpoint we probably do more than we should um, because you can see when we do Greco stuff it doesn't resonate nobody wants nobody clicks on it right and it's not all I mean it's not all about clicks but um, that's the pulse of the people if you're measuring how much how much uh, coverage we're giving it versus how much it quote unquote uh, deserves or however you want to say it, then I think clicks is a pretty good uh, metric. If if, if any business put out a product that nobody wanted, they'd be out of business. Um, But Christian, you're right. That's where the conversation starts. um, Is that, you know, flow, has to do certain flow has to do certain things and and it would be it would be beneficial to us if Greco was great. It would be beneficial to us if we had another angle to offer. Um, so the the, the the narrative or the suggestion that we just don't like Greco because we don't like Greco um, that that falls on deaf ears here because it would benefit. Yeah, it would be great. And I wore this T-shirt to make a point about Greco. This is a band called Clutch, and uh, I wore them on Who's Number One, the show. It got some nice uh, feedback. But here's the point: not just to tout Clutch, which is our great band. Everybody should look them up. But if you go right now to iTunes, if you go to Spotify, if you go to your favorite Amazon, whatever, and you go to their music section, uh, and you look around, uh, you're not going to see Clutch on the front page. You're not going to see probably your favorite band on there. That does not mean that those companies, those giant tech companies or whoever hates that band or that genre of music or anything. It means that they are putting out there uh, what is getting the most attention and it's going to be Taylor Swift or whatever the kids are listening to these days, whatever. But they also don't put smooth jazz on there. They don't put classical music on there. doesn't mean they hate any of those genres of music or there wouldn't be good for them if millions of people were buying and downloading and and, uh, streaming all those different genres of music as well as what is popular right now. It's just, it's just the reality. They're putting out there what is getting the most attention, and uh, we would love it for all those other uh, styles of wrestling to also be massively popular, but we're dealing with reality. And I also wonder, how, how, much, of, how much you know, is it that we are in America not good at Greco, and how much is it the entertainment value that Greco currently brings? I, I personally... My thought is now, American freestyle has never been more popular. I acknowledge that, but even in 2010, when we like stunk horribly, we're so bad. 2009, 2010, just like terrible. Really, even more than that. But those are just two like abysmal years for men's freestyle performance. It was still, for that time, very popular. It was where where the wrestling attention because, and even that was ball dry era, and it was still getting more. So I think. A little bit of it is just well the familiarity in America, but also it's just a more entertaining style um, in general. I think that's that's a yeah, big role so, in it. So if you, I think Greco people have to accept the fact that it's not popular right now. Right, there's less interest in it, and then you got to go to the factors of why. Why is it less popular? Why is it less interesting? Um, and there's there's several components. One is the entertainment value, like you said. Um, <laughs> you know, we got UWW minute notes from their last meeting. The UWW, in the meeting, these worldwide leaders, in the notes, says, this is this following Rio. They said, Greco-Roman wrestling does not look like wrestling. Yeah. Those were those little words out of their mouth. Yeah. So, hey, Willie, you know, I want to, uh, and while you're in that vein, let me look at this article you wrote. It was the scoring report from 2017 World Championships. And, and just read a few of the bulleted points. And I, I think we've gone over this before, and it was last summer. So just to reiterate those, a couple of the more salient points. Three of the eight Greco World Finals, this is the highest level, saw zero offensive points. So three, nearly half the matches just had no offensive points. It was all fake points, basically. Four of the eight did not feature a takedown. Six of the eight scored two or fewer offensive points in the final. 
six of eight scored two or fewer. So this is the highest levels, right? These are the mm -hmm. best of the best. And this is what happens in, right, hi in high-level Greco. These are the matches it yields, right? So mm -hmm. uh, why would that be? These are the most important. Those are the most important eight matches in a quad in four, in four years, right? And this is the first. Well, that – well – no, I mean that that was World Championships, but yeah, they're hu huge matches. Some of the four biggest uh, matches by far. Because um, that was that was the 2017 report, not 2016, Willie. Oh, yeah, okay. and even beyond just number of points scored, just when you're watching out there, they're they're at the high level where defense is easier than offense, or not easier, but it's it's. The, the, their levels are so high that they're not uh, looking for uh, Kamal Bay type uh, maneuvers. No, they're looking for. They know strategically yeah. that they have to hold out for those uh, uh, referee points. And contrast it with freestyle, yeah. where we had the we had a 125, the heavyweights world final was 10-8. Okay, these are the heavyweights. These are supposed to be the the boring, you know, grizzly bears, right? But it, it's not like that. Okay, freestyle wrestling, you know, is producing the most exciting wrestling. It's more exciting than folk style. It's more exciting than Greco. It's more exciting than even when beach. they even when they don't score in freestyle and they're they're at the high level, they're going for moves. You have scrambles. Look at the the Burroughs Chamizo scrambles from Beat the Streets that nobody scored any points on. Yeah, that were phenomenal. They were the highest, most entertaining kind of wrestling you can get. Yeah, that's a very good point. You saying heavyweight is is kind of interesting too because. The people that are, you know, the Greg Greco said we don't get enough love, uh, and largely it's because of style. Uh, the same, the same kind of thing was said about heavyweights for a long time. Like uh, everybody leaves when it's time for uh, the upper weights in high school matches or, or college duels. You know, anti-heavyweight it, bias. It's what the cut. It's, it's anti-upper weight bias, and uh, upper weights have lived with it for their entire lives, and we just uh, have to accept it. Um, so, so yeah, so style, style is a problem, and, and the product that they put on the mat is a problem. It's, it's just it's not as exciting. Uh, it produces less points. It produces less um, flurries. And, you know, you know, in Rio, it became – they changed the rules all the time. In Rio, it became a game of who could get to force our pair. Right. Right, Christian? Gut wrench contest. Yes. So it was a gut wrench contest. Now, um, I think, uh, you know, obviously the excitement level is a problem worldwide. Um, and that's something I think everybody can agree with. Uh, another problem is domestically is that the, the, the athletes that we all know, the athletes that everybody grows up knowing, they don't go to Greco, right? So, so now you have an inferior product with people that nobody knows, right? I mean, you grow up watching Kyle Dake and Yanni and, and, and Jordan Burroughs, and they go freestyle, right? We know their story. Um, and, and, you know, Matt Lillian ha has said it several times. He, he says it probably in half his interviews. We need to start getting more talent. And yeah. Well, there's, you know, the, so there's the point there that Adam Kuhn has done both styles and that you don't – we don't, and we as in the collective wrestling community, don't really uh, talk about his Greco – accomplishments or what he does even domestically in Greco when it's the same popular athlete that we all know. But the flip side of that is uh, there's two guys in every wrestling mat. And when Kuhn goes against guys like Varner uh, or Gable Stevenson and, and guys that he went through in the open and the trials, those are the well-known guys. But when Kuhn goes, obviously Robbie Smith is well-known, but that's, that's the, kind of the exception then to what most of the matches are. And, uh, you know, if David Taylor had gone uh, right from Penn State into Greco or had done Greco his primary st primary style uh, when he was not at Penn State, uh, you would see a lot more coverage of David Taylor and Greco, but that is not the case. Well, I mean, just think about when 
when Gabe Dean was rumored to be going Greco, I mean, he only did it like one tournament, but there yeah. was buzz there, right? When, when one of our college stars um, goes Greco, all eyes are on. Yeah, that, yeah. that Gabe Dean um, was he universities at the time or. I forget the tournament, uh, but I remember there was lots of chatter about it. There will be chatter if Tony goes uh, Greco, tries to make the world team at 60, even if he doesn't make the team, which it's, you know, Daniel Lobdell has said he will not make the team, and that seems likely to me as well. It'll still be probably the most talked about, and it'll probably be the most watched matches too. Through no choice of ours, just going to be, it's going to be reality. The market is dictating, and you cannot, you the market is what it is, right? I'd love to flip that switch and just say, all right, well, now Greco is popular, and now we can yeah. publish all sorts of awesome Greco articles. It would be great. And, yeah, I, I, part of me wonders, like, domestically, is our system, are we in a – has Coach Lindland or whoever is responsible to put, put a system in place that makes sense? Like, basically, if you want to go Greco in America, you need to go to the OTC, which means you need to go to Colorado Springs – Northern Michigan University or, I don't know, the Army, right, and train out in Colorado. I mean, there's, there's just not a lot of options, whereas in college, and I think we talked about it, I can go to Northwestern and wrestle and get that education. I can go to the Big Ten. I can go to ACC school. I can go to Pac-12. I mean, it's just there's more opportunity. There's more um, options. Right, and I think, I think therein lies the problem um, with the combo of the, of the two uh, is that Look, freestyle, freestyle became more popular in the United States not because what flow ever did. We didn't, we didn't swing the bat. We're not the ballot. We're not the power source that said, okay, we're going to freestyle is going to be more popular. Be nice to have it, that kind it's of It's an organic thing. It's an organic thing on what the fans want. And you know what rules the roost in this country is college wrestling. Yeah, I mean, people are bananas about it, right? So they follow they follow college wrestling, and then they and then when those kids graduate, they follow the stars in college. They follow their post grad careers. Well, guess where all the college stars are going? They're not going Greco. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's simple, and I I understand that you know they feel un, uncover undercovered underserved, but the the reality is it just doesn't make sense, right? So I think I think what they should do, what Greco should do, and I don't know how you, I don't really have the answer how to do it, but they need to pull more NCAA stars into Greco. That would, I mean, if if you had a national champ that went Greco and then was good, now you're cooking with fire. Now you're cooking with grease, right? Yeah, yeah. That's, no, how, the, the you, that's the, how the thing goes. We're totally cooking with grease fire. It would spread totally out of control, and no amount of water would be able to extinguish it. All right, Willie. Any, are, are you good? Do you feel satiated there? I feel satiated if this Greco fan feels satiated in that in that um, in that response. You yeah. know, I want I want Greco to be good. Um, yeah, there's nothing personal uh, about. The amount of yeah, coverage the, the anything is, gets. Why do you, this was all started by a tweet to us that said, why do you hate Brecko? I yeah. mean. Give me a break. Come on. Give me a break. Yeah. That, that doesn't get anybody anywhere. Hey, um, before we let you go, young Willie, give us, give us some Akron heat. Give us some of your thoughts. What are you excited about? You have a note in here that you're out on U23 talk. I could uh, I, I could drop kick you for that because these weights are are far more interesting than than ac, uh, than cadets to me. No, it's not. They oh, are though. Absolutely not. They they really are. Listen, though. Uh, maybe okay, not for me. Listen. Not for me. Listen. Let's just listen. RBY, Pitch, Pletcher, or Rujal Wilson. Th- just right there. That's it. That's that's far more interesting than than any other way. I don't care how good fifty five and eighty are. That's where the fans are going to be most glued. That's what I'm most curious. About. I mean, you're going to have you're going to have high level yeah, yeah. high level high schoolers RBY. You have Vito, who's sure. still an unknown, going against NCAA proven guys. Sure. 
sure. I mean, for most people, I'll accept that. Greco okay. people have to accept certain things. A high school <laughs> guy like myself has to accept certain things. The the most popular, the most watched this weekend will be the college, will be the U23. I personally am more interested in the high school portion. I know these kids. I, I look forward to seeing who has developed, where they're at, who's going to make the cadet. I love cadet worlds. And so who's going to make the team there? Um, I'm not out on the I'm not out on the U23 side. Well, I'm just, you, you wrote, I'm not as geeked about it as Here's I a direct am. quote. I know you just said, I'm not out on U23. However, the very first words of the document that you typed are, I'm out on U23 talk. Well, that would seem to contradict those two statements. I know. I know you wrote that a long time ago last night, but um, just a little bit of mixed signals there. Um, okay, where, where are you geogra- geographically? I just passed the, uh, my old my alma mater. One of my several um, I just passed Bloomsburg. <laughs> yeah, that, that doesn't narrow down too much. Yeah, you could be in Wyoming. With, I, went, I went to like seven schools on Route 80. <laughs> you just kept going. You just went yeah. down to the next exit. Yeah, I tried this one for a weekend, nice classes. Yeah, yeah I'm going to go on. I'm going to move it. Keep on rolling. I mean, no, I, I'm not kidding. I went, to, I went to three colleges where to get there, you get off of an exit on Route 80. Three. That's three wow. more than most people. I how, how many turns? How many turns we talking, Willie? Uh, I don't know. Just a couple turns. Bloomsburg, <laughs> Nebraska, Wyoming, all on Route 8. Outstanding. Well, hey, I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. Kind of miss having Kyle on here. And um, yeah, I want get you, Kyle on there. I want you and Picks for Days to focus on uh, yes. on getting to Akron safe and sound. That's priority one now. Yeah, we, didn't, we didn't die, which is a good thing. I'll tell you what. I don't know why. <laughs> Maybe there's some kind of like breeding thing going. I don't, I don't know what's going on, but there are dead deer everywhere. There's carcasses all over the place. Who's murdering all of our deers? Yeah. Well, uh, automobiles are murdering them. <laughs> well, that's true. Okay, Willie, I'm gonna hang up the phone now. Maybe it's the autopilot. Goodbye. Kind of, it's Tesla's. Good, goodbye. There goes Willie. Bye, Will. I hung up on him. Bye. So he's gone, and that means the triumphant return. Of Kyle Brackey. Hey, it's Kyle Brackey, everybody. And we can ditch the headphones, too. Oh, so long, headphones. Kyle's not mic'd yet. Oh, we've just been shouting in here the whole time, haven't yeah, we? Yeah, it's In loud. the office. It's that. We are, we're crushing morale. Okay. Let's Sit. begin. Yes. I'm thinking U23s. Oh, good. I know that Kyle and Willie, I mean, I want to do that, but to me, that's where my interest is. And I, I think, I really want to start. U23s? Huh? I definitely want to do U23s. Right. U23s okay. are going to be yeah, fire. I don't know what Willie's yeah, Willie, about. I think he's had a rough night last night. <laughs> That's all we can assume. I, so a couple of interesting things, just looking at the registration. Some of these weight changes, I think maybe sometimes you can look a little too much into them. Like Kevin Jack went 70 kilograms last year and wrestled 141 like he always yeah. does. But seeing Shaq Mueller down at 57 is really interesting. Usually it's the other way around. You go up. Yeah, you t- this is the off-season, quote-unquote, so you you don't want to cut all year round. Right, and additionally, weigh-in rules now in freestyle are day of. So this is not like some, well, I can go down because I make weight the night before, et cetera. Like, he's going down to 125. He's going to make it that day. So to me, this suggests Jack Mueller may be back down at 125. Now, I don't know if or he just really wants to make a world team. That's true, too. He probably saw Tariq, Wilson, Luke Pletcher, Nick Pichinier, RBY, Vito. I might just go 57. How about that? No, that's possible, too. But there's a couple other guys who are in interesting weights, as I see it. Bulu Allen, seeing him at 70 kilograms, knowing the lineup situation at Oklahoma State is really interesting to me because we've kind of viewed Boo as a 41 bulked up to 49. Mm-hmm. Is him going 70, 154 and a half pounds, Maybe indicative of, okay, we've got Caden at 49. Um, maybe Cade Brock's going to be forcing things up. It makes more sense for me to go 157 here. Um, so I don't know what you guys think about that. But the other guy at 70 that I think is curious is Keyshawn Hayes, who may be in a similar situation with Micah Jordan potentially coming down to 149. So he's adjusting up a weight class. Or it could just be off-season 
Just yeah. like not, I don't want to cut weight, but I do want to get some matches against good guys. Have some more pop tarts in the off season. <laughs> they're not eating pop tarts, Bay. Some of them might be eating pop tarts. I really one pop tart a week is not going to ruin anything. Oh my gosh, the especially when they're in bulking season, if they might be going. Uh, Kid Brock up at sixty five could suggest that. I'm pretty sure he was. He wrestled sixty five last year too, yeah. but like it just he can move up and Luan can move up. He's not registered, I don't think, but I wish we would see some Geo Magic back because he had a legendary, he had a fateful U23. This is where, University's I mean, year. we're coming up on the one year anniversary yeah. of Kyle Brackey falling head over heels in love <laughs> with Gio Martinez, <laughs> the sensation that he is. When no one ever got more excited about a DNP than Kyle Brackey did in Geo. It was an incredible performance. WrestleBacks in Akron are He won insane. like six matches in a row on the backside. Yeah. He hasn't wrestled like 12 matches in two days. Yeah. <laughs> he was like 7-2 and two in DNP did Akron. He hit Troy Heilman first round and was winning 8-0. Someone say Troy Heilman hit him. Yes. Mm. But he's winning 8-0 and then he lost. He did. But then he won seven matches in I'm a row. I'm pretty sure he lost like 16 to 8 too. Yeah. <laughs> he almost it was got bad. He like almost got tapped. Yeah. And then everyone's like, all right, that's his tournament. He's just out of, you know, off season. And then he came back just started he won, like, rolling he people Sirtis up. Or Sirtis eliminated he, so Sirtis eliminated him. It was like 4-3 or something like that. So he lost to two All-Americans. That's yeah. pretty solid. A national champion. A national champion. Yeah. Excuse me. Excuse me. So yeah, that's pretty exciting if uh, if we get to see some Geo Magic. Mm. Though I don't know that we will. So let's go weight by weight. Let's mm-hmm. just start there. 57. Here's who I have identified as the contenders. And, uh, yeah, no one else is allowed to win beyond these guys. Let me know if I missed anyone. <laughs> okay, Jack Mueller. And this way it's not great, just for being honest. It's like one really good guy and a bunch of guys that I think will just be pursuing. Jack Mueller, Austin Acid, Dak Punky, Drew Matten, Townsville Mejia, Louis Hayes, Rayvon Foley, Paxton Rosen, and Travis Piotrowski. To me... It's Mueller and everyone else. Um, curious to see Acid. Acid's a two-time Fargo champ, um, which is probably makes him the second most credentialed guy in this bunch. Madden's won Fargo. But not, tw- but not twice. No. But, yeah, mm. he's won. It's a lot uh, of Fargo titles. Townsville's won Greco Fargo. But, yeah. Louis so Hayes has won Greco. How about Louis, Louis Hayes? Hayes won freestyle, too, I'm pretty sure. Did he? Mm-hmm. Double up. How about two Cavaliers <laughs> in the same weight class? We'll see how that wow. shakes out. Cavalier on Cavalier crime. Mm-hmm. So anyone go, anyone picking outside of Jack Mueller? No. No? Doesn't look likely. Although there are a lot of nice uh, Big Ten guys in there. Uh, Foley, not Piotrowski. But Foley's dangerous, but yeah. Piotrowski, I think, is better than Foley, but that's another conversation. 61. They All split. Right. This one is, this this could go so many different directions. Mm. You, you have some talent here that, that, not only are their highs really high, but someone like Tariq Wilson, who just was incandescent at NCAAs. A thousand out, takedowns, I counted them. But 1,000. <laughs> we ran the stats. A thousand <laughs> takedowns. Vito Arujal, you never know what you're getting with that guy, match to match. Now, Luke Pletcher is super consistent, but a freestyle novice still. Um, Nick Piccinini, we know him. RBY yes. up at this level. Like, we haven't even seen RBY. He never wrestled in juniors, right? For whatever no. reason. He made a cadet team. Skipping. He made a cadet team. And then just like, okay, I'll go to seniors at the open, and then I'm not going to go to juniors. And then this year, I think he's probably still junior eligible. He would almost have to be because he was cadet eligible two years ago. Not, but he's going U23. Yeah, step moving up. And now, which is really, if you're a Penn State fan, you've really got to be paying close attention. This is probably going to be your guy at 133. Someone you're going to be counting on points for it. You're going to be able to see how he stacks up against Pletcher, how he stacks up against Tariq Wilson and, and Vito, who's probably going to go 33 next year. So a lot of that competition that RBY is going to need to be able to contend with is right here. And for me, I, I'm kind of just riding that, like, Tariq Wilson is now legit and he will not. Like, you can't just do what he did at NCAAs and, like, regress. And... He's done some freestyle. He went juniors last year. He was pretty solid. I kind of think he's my pick after seeing what he did. I don't see like a freestyle specialist there outside of Vito. That Vito's that, that X factor, at least to me, just because he's so proficient in freestyle, whereas Turk Wilson is going to get to everybody's legs. There's not. He's going to just live on legs, and it's just can he then have the defense and can he stop a guy like Arujo if he locks up a leg lace? Those are those match ending things are like the thing that could stop a guy like Tariq in my yeah, and where and when's the last time we saw RBY against high level competition? Literally. 
I mean, was it who's the, number one? Who's number one? And he lost. Right. Um, and then, yeah. You didn't know it would have been the U.S. Open? So when he wrestled Tony Ramos? When he wrestled Tony <laughs> And he hit a slide by. That was nice, but then he lost. Which, nothing wrong with that. So we have, really, RBY, total mystery. Wrestles in Arizona. Didn't do any of the major... No, Super 32. Yeah. Super 32. His team doesn't travel. They didn't go to Reno this year. Not that anyone there would have probably challenged him, but at least that's a national tournament. So, RBY, one of the biggest mysteries here. And nice of NC State to let Sean Fowles eat, if only for this <laughs> one. 61 kilograms. He probably had at least one meal this week. Yes. Yes. Well, that yeah, he's done eating for the week now. <laughs> no Pop-Tarts. So, okay. Who's everyone's pick here? Because I, I, mm, if you told me anyone on this list... Tariq, Vito, Pletcher, Pitch, RBY. If any of them won, I say yeah. Makes yeah. sense. I'm no. cool. Um, I'm gonna take Vito. Ooh. Mm-hmm. I don't that's know a, why. That's a nomad. Type, I know, too. and I don't know why. I'm, I'm gonna triple it up then. Oh wow. You're all taking Vito. Just because he's got the the freestyle ability too, and those matches. I just think it's a physical maturity wrestling skill thing. That could. I, that I could. Feel he like could he's get Billy there. I, I just. I just don't see him out freeze. He's got a nice gut. He's got a good, mo- but you know, six-minute matches. Well, I, I put know. him then Pletcher and Tariq. I think Tariq's inexperience is, is going to factor in. Uh, I just think you just tell Tariq we'll just get takedowns, and that's going to be he'll be just better at that than the guy standing across from him. I think that'll that that's that's the strategy I would go to. <laughs> <laughs> wow, we would be high level coaches. Today. Give <laughs> us one more sh- point. T- take him down more times uh, than he takes you down. Don't get turned. And don't turn. Don't get turned. Boom. Yeah, no feet to backs. All right, so I'm the only one with Tariq. I cannot see that. Jordan Burroughs said he's the goat, so I'm going with. <laughs> Sixty five. One of the twelve people good. he called goat. Yes, yeah. one of the twelve goats. Very goat happy. Sixty five. Mitch McKee, Dom Demas, trying to make all available world teams. He's Made the junior world team. He's in the cadet Greco or junior Greco finals. Now oh, no, he actually got second. Oh, he didn't? In junior Greco oh. at the U.S. Open. Okay. He lost to Paynomania. Oh, okay. So maybe I wonder if he'll still. No, because Coach Guerrero said he's going to try to make that team. Okay. Now he's here, universities, or U23s now. And he's going up against Caden Gefeller, Cade Brock, Kevin Jack, Luke Karam, and uh, the aforementioned Mitch McKee. And I think, looking here, I mean, first of all, sign me up for another Brock McKee. Yeah. And you know they're <laughs> going to wrestle at some point. What, they're insane. what they're is uh, bonkers. interesting about it is I don't think Cade's beaten Mitch in freestyle, and I don't think Mitch has beaten Cade in folk style. Mm. That sounds accurate. But there have been times. That's a good. That's a good. Cade, uh, no Cade had Mitch dead to rights in Fargo. In Fargo, but then yeah. he, he was also doing good. I think he gets the first takedown, basically every yeah. time. But Mitch is, you know, he's got the chest wraps. He's so good on top with his guts. It's a good uh, bracky boggler, mind boggler. Wow. <laughs> if you wanted to throw out some Brand trivia, that. get that trademark. Mm-hmm. I will. I, McKee is my pick here. I think his parterre stuff is so good. Uh, in addition to you know he's got solid leg attacks, but his chest wrap gut wrench I think all he needs is one opportunity on top and apart from Demas I think he just can out freestyle all these guys yeah I'll take uh, Mitch over Cade if they are on opposite sides like you said they are magnets to each other and will wrestle at some point Mm. whether it's first time with an eighth or first round whatever they'll wrestle at some point Uh, I'll take McKee though Wow, so these are these are those weight classes. This is why the like a U twenty three tournament rules for like the the real nerds that want to see matchups that you're not going to get anywhere else. So yes. like the, the Gefeller and Kate Brock in the same thing. I mean, they're going to spend the whole season not wrestling each other outside mm-hmm. of the practice room, um, or maybe there'll be a, an open tournament or or something like that. But you just get more information from these things. So I like McKee because he's got the the front headlock pinch from <coughs> from neutral that is like match ending freestyle stuff. A lot of people just aren't used to defending, um, but I don't know. I'm going to take the two-headed Gefeller Brock. I'll pick two and cheat completely and get on that Okie State train. So you're picking them both? Mm-hmm. Yeah. To, both to win. They'll get to the finals and do that Russian thing where it's <laughs> like they both like just like walk on the mat and like they just have to pick one. Wow. Yeah. Who will they pick? 
uh, that's up to John Smith. They're gonna ask him. <laughs> okay. They'll just stop the tournament and ask him. This is a bold and then prediction. They'll, then, they'll, then they'll just slice that metal right in half, and they each get a piece like those little friendship pockets. <laughs> oh my gosh! It's gonna happen. If that, Hold it right here. All right. Well, that's interesting. <laughs> also, Luke Caram in the mix. I put him down. He's probably not gonna be. Good for Kevin Jack to come back out uh, after you know. I'm sure his goal was NCAA championship, and now he's right back, uh, right back on it. 70 kilograms has some names, lots of names. Baby J, Bulu Allen, Freddie Stroker, Hayden Heidley, Josh Heil, Keyshawn Hayes, Larry Early III, Matt Kalodzik, Mitch Feinsilver, Paul Fox, Ryan Deacon, Ryan Blees, Steve Blyes, and Tyler Berger. Okay, so a lot of names, and there's like some real variants Probably there. Probably the deepest weight, right? Definitely the deepest weight, in my opinion. Yeah. I, I would say... How are 70 and 79 not actual weights? They're just so deep. All the time. Every time. I know. But yeah, they're not. Heidley, Deacon, jump out to me as the class of this weight. Um, you have former Fargo champions in Larry Early, Ryan Blees, Freddie Stroker. Klozik uh, was second one year. Claude, no, Klozik won. He beat um, he beat Keegan Moore in the last second step I thought out. it was the other way around. No. Oh, I thought Keegan it was the other had way it won and Dang. lost. But yeah, that was a crazy That's match. That's a real bracky boggler for you. Wow. All right. Um, <laughs> Put Spain in the fish tank. <laughs> yeah, sp- we might have to. Okay. Heidley, Deacon, look like the guys here. What say you? Oh, Heidley all the way. I mean, that, like, after seeing the ridiculous run, I mean, he's like one match away from everything every time, and now at U20, in this field, which is admittedly stacked, I'm not picking against them. No. I think it's Heidley and Deacon. What we saw from those guys on the senior level against senior level guys was crazy Deacon impressive. Deacon was right there with Molinero. Twice. He, Twice. He was winning almost the whole match until late in the second period at the Open. And then he was winning in the second period at World Team Trials too. Frank had to get a takedown takedown late and then still almost lost at the buzzer. Yeah, he um, did. But, and then I'll take Caden over uh, Deacon. That's my thought. Third place here. I think I like Kolodzik. Kolo's a good one. Um... He wins yeah. a lot, really especially in the tournaments. He seems to, to turn it on in those <coughs> and days like, with lots of matches. I like him up at 72. I think he's adequately sized there. You know, we've seen him, like, continually to grow yeah. in weight. Uh, I remember seeing him try to make 60 not that long ago. It was not pretty. 74? All right. David McFadden, Evan Wick, John J. Chavez, John Van Brill, Kennedy Monday were the guys I kind of picked out. To me, I think it's easy to get caught up in the Wick McFadden thing. But as I was thinking, I was driving in this morning, I was like, John J. Chavez, freestyle-wise, is, like, insanely good. And I could see him stylistically, the way he matches up with McFadden and Wick. I, I'm kind of – maybe it's a maybe it's the, the chail in me, but I think he's my pick. I don't know what you guys think. I think McFadden and Chavez had a close match in Vegas in the quarters. Like Cliff Keen Las Vegas? Yeah. Yeah, and that's um, not even John so, Jay's style. <clears throat> right. Um, I just but think, I'm going to go ahead and let myself get caught up in the McFadden wick. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard okay. not to. And then I'm going to take studs. McFadden. I like, I mean, he, he got to Wick's legs pretty easily in CKLV finals, and uh, I like him to continue to do that. Yeah. McFadden would be my pick, yeah. if not for John Jay. Well, I'm going to name drop Mike Gray. I saw Coach Gray at the NHSCA duels. He's doing his uh, scouting thing, checking out all the high school guys out there. And we talked about Chavez and, like, what is even his best style now? Nobody knows. He's just turned a level. Uh, so because of that awesome name drop, I'm going to have to go John Jay. Wow, two just, John Jay picks. Yeah. I, I did not expect that. Just because he he's his gut isn't—he has an amazing gut wrench. He can use all those skills on freestyle, just as he did. In and running. I just see—I just see McFadden and and uh, and Wick just like taking single legs, being a little extended, and him just like punishing them. His match-ending skills. Yeah. You will feel silly when David McFadden. Wins. I, I will feel silly because McFadden's my guy, and uh, I'm not picking him. Not, that doesn't feel good, but I just think freestyle-wise, you gotta like John Jay. 79. Yes. Another really interesting weight. Love it. All right. Chandler Rogers, Daniel Lewis, Joseph Smith back in the mix at 174. This is a career 57. <laughs> Jordan Cutler, also a guy that was at 57 and got too large. 
And now, also Anthony Mantonona, who is just kind of always exciting and interesting and has a really diverse skill set and gets really tired, but he's exciting. Um, so in this mix, it's of note, Chandler Rogers also going Greco. Um, and I wonder if Mantonona is as well. I don't know. Rogers, even though I think Lewis is better, Rogers is 3-1 and one against Daniel Lewis in his career. That's surprising That's, to me. Is yeah. that not surprising? Yeah. Don't you just view right. Daniel Lewis as the better guy? Yeah. But Yeah, just more solid all around. But Chandler Rogers, it's the assassin. I don't know if you guys know this. People love the assassin. The Sasson? The they sass- do. The Chandler Sasson. It's uh, impressive stuff. Now. That's a matchup. I, I bet that Joe Smith beats Chandler Rogers. I do too. That's my thought. Yeah. I very, I'm crossing so now, fingers that we see him because we've so seen his name before. And I've seen Jordan Cutler beat Joe Smith. Yeah, those two wrestled in the finals of Southern Scuffle yes. at 157, 157. <laughs> And I don't know. They both made 157 not many times after that. Yeah. Um, I have no idea who to pick. I'm not going to pick Daniel Lewis, who I think is the most talented of the bunch, who I think is the best guy, but I just... Haven't seen it. Um, th- y'all go first. I'm going to Yeah, I got it. Uh, I'm going to take Cutler over Joe Smith in the finals. Okay. Um, Cutler won this last year. Mm-hmm. Jacoby he beat Jacoby his... in the finals. Yes. Jacoby what? Smith. Let's take a timeout, <laughs> and let's talk about the future of one Jacoby Smith. What is going to happen with this guy? If Joe is up, I mean, there's going to be a lot of sad cowboys. Yeah. Right? That lineup is. Um, that's a, that's a, they have those first world problems in Stillwater. Jacoby Smith was just like, I mean, he placed, you know? Mm-hmm. And now, I don't know if Joe Smith's up at 174 now. Is he going to beat? I mean, can he? Can Joseph beat Jacoby? I guess. I would probably say so. I would guess. Um, and now with Dakota Gear coming in, there's nowhere for Jacoby to go up to. Unless he beats Dakota Gear, but that's probably how. And then Dakota Gear. Dakota, yeah, yeah, but that's they... John Smith's master plan is you get, you know, 15 All-Americans. Get all the good wrestlers. Just get all of them. And then out of those 15 he saw All-Americans. And he was like, I need to do that. He's like, why don't I do the get all good guys <laughs> yeah. thing? Yeah. And it's uh, probably going to work. Well, I'm, I'm, with, I'm with Kyle. Jordan Cutler uh, won it last year. Uh, it's gonna. I mean, look, Chandler Rogers, Joe Smith. I, I really he's hope we see Joe Smith. He's tough to score on. He he's doesn't get turned. So tough. He just keeps square. And he's Lehigh Homer. Give me a break, dude. I, I, I'm not a. Ho- you, well, there's there's a couple Lehigh connections, but also shout out to Anthony Mantanona. Last name fits perfectly with the My Sharona song. With the what? My Sharona song, Ma 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 Mantanona. Oh my gosh, Spay, kill me. It's true. I'm not gonna pick Cutler like you did. I'm going. I'm going Chandler. Okay. Assassin. Yeah, it's probably gonna be wrong. Doesn't matter. <laughs> okay, this is a, 86 is pretty lit, honestly. We've got Cash Wilkie, Chip Ness, Jelani Embry, Max Dean, Steve Bowman, Chevy Dodge, back in the mix. Very excited for his return. Not a ton of Iowa guys in the field, huh? Not a ton. Because they usually they they go here. They go to Akron. They do. They, Big yeah. Akron guys. Like where's Brandon Sorensen? What's he got to do? Yeah. Other than U23 now. He won it last year. Yeah, now where's he at? Where's Kim Dog Millionaire? Kim Dog probably getting healthy. Yeah. Let Kim Dog convalesce in peace, please. Sorry, I want to watch him wrestle matches. I want to watch Spencer Lee wrestle too. Yeah, I would like to watch him wrestle. I'd like Spencer. Stole, I think you you just keep Stole out until. Yeah. Just get him to Big Tens. That knee is perpetually iced. Yeah. Yeah, just ice it. Wrap it. Just have a big, big knot of ice wrapped to it. You should just always be rehabbing. Um,. Yeah, what other Hawkeyes could be? Jacob Warner just made the junior team, yeah. so he's he's. Austin okay. DeSantos should try freestyle. Austin DeSantos should definitely try I would, freestyle. Yeah. He would get so many fours. Yeah, instead yeah. of having to rack up 15 <laughs> takedowns to get a win, he could do five or yeah, less. Less. Yeah, get one he, four in there. Get a four. Yeah, he get three moves. This fireman. He thought he got translates first period, super well. <laughs> he gets first period Texan folk style like regularly. Yeah. Imagine, although you don't get the you don't get near falling. Oh, Max Mirren, where's he at? He just did junior, so I I excuse yeah. the guys, you know, like Marinelli. No, I'm not like mad at him. You're I just want to see him wrestle. Wow. Before the show, <laughs> so he, mad. All right, very I, red too. I like. Uh, I think Miles Martin wins this, no problem. I'm excited to watch Max Dean, but this is Miles' weight. It's his property. He now owns it. 86 is his. 
Yes, I concur. I will say Miles over Taylor Vins. Right? Yeah, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to echo my man Bracky here. Uh, Miles Martin, by far the most credentialed guy in the weight class, but Taylor Vins making strides. Nobody saw a CKLV coming uh, last year, and then he, uh, what did he get, third or something in the fourth in the NCAAs as a redshirt freshman. Uh, great trajectory. Um, I think Miles still too good at this point, but that's, that's a matchup I want to see. Got Miles over Steve Bowman, Chevy Dodge. Just kidding. You love your dealership. Yeah, I love the dealership. Remember when he cradled up Miles there at the end of the match? He kind of did. So, actually, I have Steve Bowman, Chevy Dodge winning this. <laughs> um, he'll steal the deal. It's those loyalty points. He'll learn from his mistakes. He's giving you no money down. You don't pay till January. <clears throat> right. So, all right, I got to move this around. Yeah, that's not accurate. Yeah, that's why I moved it around. Chris Weiler, this is 92 kilo- kilowatts. Colin Moore and Michael Machiavello, the NC2A champion. Mm-hmm. Now, it's interesting because Machiavello's freestyle, I don't know his chops there. Colin Moore's made two straight junior world team. Two straight? Yeah. 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 Two DNP'd straight. and then like bronze, right? Yeah. Or silver. DNP'd and bronze. Okay. So I still think even though Machiavello just won NCAAs, Colin's the favorite there. I've got Colin over Mach 5. I'm going to take Machiavello in three. Wow. Ooh. It's hard to pick against the Pat Pop guys because they, they're just throwing so many people into freestyle. I mean, they, they have a, the most ridiculous stable of wrestlers now at every level at the Wolfpack Wrestling Club. Yeah, maybe I'm being stupid. But I mean, I they're well, very good at coaching their guys, too. No, I'm, I'm, I'm picking Colin Moore, too. Ohio State. Uh, he needed a, a little break after NCAAs and wrestling uh, Kyle, Snyder, Kyle Snyder every day is a little ridiculous. Oh, my God. Uh, and then I guess I'm a homer for Lehigh. I do like Chris Weiler, but uh, I'm going Kyle Moore. Ben Domstadt is registered. You wonder why we didn't mention his name. Ben is hurt. He has an injury. And, um, I learned that from Mike Gray at the NHSCA duels. Are you pretty um, sad? I'm extremely sad, obviously. <laughs> it's been a really tough week for us, but uh, we'll get through it. Ben will be back stronger than ever. Nothing's too serious. Uh, it actually sounds somewhat serious. Okay. <laughs> but oddly enough, they registered him, So, which is weird. It's like, if you heard the injury, you'd be like, oh, my gosh. It's like, why did they re- – so I don't know. I think he'll be fine ultimately, but it would be stupid for him to wrestle at U23s. Okay, so Colin over Mach 5. I could be wrong. Where's Jared Hot? What's he doing? I think he's done. All shoes, are, shoes are hung well, he up. Didn't, he should have taken his shoes off. <laughs> um, okay, so 97. Speaking of Virginia Tech big men, John Borst. Oh, we had that scoop. You got that. The, 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 the speaking of scoops, the, the Sunday scoop. Oh yeah, and the scoop that he's going up to heavyweight confirmed. He is Coach go- Frayer at the Wild Bill Saloon. <laughs> yeah, saloon. yeah. He, John, heard it here first. I tweeted it. Well, it was known he was going heavyweight before that moment. But it wasn't confirmed. It wasn't confirmed till we saw him order an enormous ice cream sundae <laughs> at Wild Bill Saloon, and uh, then we knew he was truly going up. It came with four spoons. He only needed one. Just the one. John Borst, Andre Lee, Kay Snyder. Not Kyle. It's Ke- it's Kevin. It's pretty funny when we would do uh, box scores every week, and like when Kyle would be like on one of his overseas trips, uh, and Kevin would wrestle in his place, and would like get beat by somebody, it would say Kevin Snyder, but people would just see Snyder heavyweight lost. Snyder, yeah. and they'd comment, they'd be like, Snyder lost to Bermuda, and you guys aren't making a big deal out of it. And, and then, then you're like, like yes, Snyder Kevin. did lose, and <laughs> we're not making a big deal out of it. Kevin, guys. Yeah. It's Kevin. You got me on the sheet, though. I saw Kay Snyder, and I was like, whoa, that's incredible. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> okay, oh, it's fool. Kevin. Got me. Malik McDonald, Ben Honus, Green Ellis. That's what I'm going to call him now. It's good. Do you like ben that? Ben Jarvis, Green Ellis, yeah. Yeah, Ben Honus, Green Ellis. Not, only football fans will, will get that. But it's a little football humor for all you yeah. pigskin heads firm. out there. The law firm. Yeah. And then uh, Kyle O'Connell, the, uh, another Cinderella story. The and mayor of Cleveland. He, the mayor of Cleveland also is Tariq Wilson. Yeah, come on, dude. The mayor of Northeast Ohio. Kyle Connell is, I think, a runaway pick here to win this weight. Who will he see in the finals, though? He will see, I'll say John Borst. He's made multiple finals. He seems to like to get to finals and <laughs> yeah. lose uh, to someone who is really, really good. I think good. it's between Borst and McDonald. You do? To make the finals. Yeah. I mean, that's not, it's not a great. No, it's not. 
great weight. I'll say Boris as well. But. Ben Honus Green Ellis did rush for over a thousand yards one year. <laughs> I, hey, sleep on Honus, but uh, Damian Hahn had him like big and uh, looking good at his tournaments. It's going to be interesting to see how he does now with Hahn at uh, South Dakota State. Uh, so I think Honus makes the finals. 125, we will go really fast through this. Hughes, Hamida, and AJ Nevels. I have Michael Hughes, world's largest human, yeah. to win this weight. He cuts weight to make 125 yeah. kilos. It's he, actually going to be a... Sometimes at Instant Blaze, he has to ask where the check scale is. Right. <laughs> Ostra had one wrestler, and Papadatos asked for the check scale. <laughs> so, yeah, it was for Hughes. It was for Hughes. He's And it should be hugest. And I think he's going to win. He's good at freestyle, too. Yeah. I think... Did he win this I think last so. year? Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure. From like the seven seed. I remember they were mad about his seed. Oh, yeah. They, yeah, they get fired up about seeds. Yeah. Coach Papadados, big shout. Big LeBron supporter, Coach Papadados. I love it. He that, is so. fighting the good it. fight the for King James. Uh, keep it up, Coach. I like to see Hamida jump another level, uh, see how he does. You would, Maryland. I like Hughes. Yeah, all right. How many How many biases am I going to have? <laughs> you have, well, you have two. You have Le- two. Lehigh and Maryland. And I've Washington and Lean, one. There's, there's no generals uh, listed here. No generals. I don't know. Would you have recognized them if they did? Absolutely not. <laughs> In no way. Um, it's time for questions from you, our faithful listeners. We'll start with this. And uh, I'm curious for space. Thought Kyle and I kind of touched on this last show a little bit. Can you guys elaborate? And this is from Tony J. Neighbor. Can you guys elaborate on what you believe the state of wrestling would be if college athletes were compensated by NCAA school rather than the current model or capitalizing on their own likeness? I think the likeness is a separate issue. We've said it. They should be able to make money on their likeness. That's a no-brainer. Moving on. School's paying them. Go. Um, I mean, I have no personal, like, moral or ethical problems with it. I think they should get paid however they can. However, I, th- I don't see colleges ever going for it, and I don't think it would be good for the college system. And overall, it would probably uh, mean eventually less money going in because you'd have the haves and the have-nots. It would be exacerbated. Uh, and eventually you would have just the very well-funded clubs and you wouldn't see uh, other schools uh, investing in it. Although there's many, like, so we don't know how any of this would, like, actually play out if it happened. So if you saw, like, the upper tier, the, the Texases, the Big Ten schools, the SECs, the power conferences kind of break off, they might do their own thing, and then everybody else would just be in another division. It would be like you would have, like, the pro college and whatever. But I don't see those schools ever going for it. There's no need for them to do it. I don't see the law ever making them. Um, so, But otherwise, yeah, wrestlers should try to get paid however they can. They should pursue any avenue. Uh, I have no problem with that whatsoever. I just I don't see it ever actually happening. Yeah, hopefully not. Next question. Zach Donahue asks, if Oklahoma State's second string, we talk about this a lot, was their own team, how good would they be? Tristan Moran, Kefeller, Geo, Gary Wayne, et cetera. Any other names on there, Kyle, that we could throw in? You're our, well, maybe Jacoby Smith. Yeah, Jacoby Smith. Um, so, Keegan Moore's probably going to get pushed out this year. Mm-hmm. He's a qualifier. Um, Ethan Anderson will yeah. be behind what's-his-face. Well, he just transferred, didn't he? Did he? Yeah. Okay. We'll edit that out. <laughs> Mark the things. Um, okay. Second string, I, th- I said, here's what came occurred to me. I was like, those four or five-ish guys um, – I say top 30, potentially. Yeah. I mean, because you look at, look at last year. Here's like 26 through 30. Princeton scored 17. Maryland, 12 and a half. Hofstra, 12 and a half, which was all one they guy. They would be all of those Literally teams. one guy. Uh, West Virginia, 11 and a half, was 30th. So, yeah, it's conceivably, can, conceivably top 25. Yeah. Yeah. So they have a top 25 team on their bench. Um, Okay. Yeah. We answered that question. They should enter two guys per weight class. Oh, my gosh. They should tap Stop. into that loophole. They should tap <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my gosh. We had, in, we had Penn State fans scouring the NCAA rulebook looking for the uh, – Sending for us the lo- stuff. They're yeah. sending us the, they were, they were they were sending s- us the open tournament rules. Like for Midlands and <laughs> yeah. Scuffle. And then saying, where does it say that they can't enter the NCAAs? <laughs> and then, then it, it just became a, what, we're having this conversation? Where does it say you can't use a, wrestle, a baseball bat in the wrestling? Yeah. It does not say that. I've looked through the rule book twice. Okay. Um, I don't want to ask that one. Where do you guys currently rank Jer- Jordan Burroughs on the list of all-time American greats? Also, what will you have to accomplish to be considered the best ever? Okay. This is a tough one. 
So I think for, for now, John is still squarely number one. But I think he's in a competition, Jordan, right now with, like, Bruce, right? Is it? There's a lot of people think Bruce, Bruce is, is number one. The, yeah. I don't. I don't either. I don't consider him. I mean, obviously, he was an amazing wrestler. And, like, as long as he did it, it was incredible. But I saw John one, Bruce two, and then probably Jordan three. Th- there were, was there ever a time when Bruce Baumgartner wrestled where they said, there is the best wrestler in the world? No. Never. That was the case with John Smith yeah. for maybe six years. And even though he lost at the Olympics the one time he won, doesn't matter. Still won the gold. He was regard, he's regarded as the best guy in the world um, for a period of time, as Jordan Burroughs was for a long period of time. And he may be back there again after his 2017 performance. Um, Kyle, Kyle Snyder is probably on that list, number one right now. He's number one for me right now just because Kyle's won three straight World Olympic titles. Yeah. Jordan factually has not um so for that reason i think i think to i guess to get into the john conversation he's got win out through 2020 right yes well he he could pass him potentially because he would have more world titles at that point but he's still got to do he's got to win in 18 19 and 20 he's going to get older Yep. That's I've confirmed that. Well, the science has not come back it's on. It's not that. been confirmed, but yeah. many there was a Harvard study recently. We're doing it. LeBron keeps it. getting older and keeps getting better. Yeah. So and that that's the thing with Jordan is like we have not seen any signs. He had one bad tournament so far. All he's had is one bad tournament at Rio. Otherwise, there is no, not even a bad tournament. I mean, no for his standards, but no, seven. he was bad. He got teched by Bex out of Dirk Monoff. It was a bad bad performance in a bad tournament it was not a sign it, it was not back up if he continued to look like that it would be like all right he's leaving yeah. his prime my he's point is that's a good sign prime. when your bad tournament is a it was like 9-1 i think to abdurakmanov i'm pretty sure you got teched i could be wrong though it was a bad tournament it was a bad tournament for his standards many people would be extremely pleased with it well yeah we're no. talking about Jordan. yeah Burroughs. but that's not, not the conversation all right stop <laughs> no it's bad and there's no signs that he's slowing down. So theoretically, if there's no signs, then you have to even figure with Jordan, on the way down, he's still probably going to be the best guy, right? Or in the conversation for the best guy. So who knows? And he said, I saw a recent interview. He's like, 2020, then evaluate. Like, if he's still at the top, if he's still able to do it, and the way the freestyle season works, yeah. if he continues to get medals, he doesn't have – it's not like – which is this is what as we circle back to LeBron what makes LeBron crazy is the load he is carrying is stupid he plays the most minutes every single year every single year he plays 100 plus games for like 10 straight years it's just an unbelievable burden physically Jordan doesn't really have to do that as much he has to train very consistently but he can like listen to his body and like there's no team counting on him to compete night in and night out he can just be like all right I can take months off from competing which he does frequently he's like i gotta be ready to make the world team gotta hit a couple international matches win the world cup win worlds and then rinse and repeat right and theoretically as long as you know injuries etc don't happen you know he he can continue to prolong this so long answer i have him too behind john smith right now but yeah he's got more in the tank and I think if he wins out through 2020, I think Jordan's number one. I think you can make an argument now because it's different eras. Jersey bias. Yeah, also the Mount Rushmore of uh, American wrestling has two Jersey guys on it. We all agree on that. Oh, my gosh. Rosen Baumgartner. But, yeah, because uh, the Soviet Union had not broken up completely, uh, you have uh, deeper fields. You have guys uh, transferring much more often in the current system. And you have uh, Iran and Russia with uh, programs in better shape than they were in other eras. Um, so, yeah, I think there's an argument because they are different eras. Now, if you, I'm not going to make cause of fit because you put John Smith ahead of him. I think that's totally justifiable. But I think he's in the conversation. Another, I think he's the winner of the match. Another point that's going to help Jordan long term is that he won with two different rule eras. I think that's very notable. And he kind of dominated two different rule skill sets that a lot of good guys couldn't make that switch over. We've seen a lot of guys that are really good in that ball draw era that we're not able to, and Jordan just transcended everything. Okay. Um, also, you were right, it was a tech against Abdurakmanov, so, Mia Culpa. All good. All right, 
There's a uh, question by Matt Kaminer. That's a Washington Elite wrestler, by the way. Oh, is he? He's a heavyweight, yeah. Um, What's up, Matt? I don't know what Efren's doing. Okay. I love going back to old FRLs and seeing which of your takes panned out and which did not. Thinking back to old episodes, what are some of your best, worst takes from the three years of the show? I don't know. You need some total recall yeah. and some prep. I, I just wanted to tee that up and put it in Kyle's mind and... I guess we'll let yeah, Willie know. know. Willie will Willie will say none. Um, yeah, Willie's never been wrong. Just yeah, ask him. Just, just ask him. Uh, we'll come back to that one because I really do like that question. All right, here's here's a really interesting one. Back to Burroughs. Potential green versus Burroughs at 2020 Olympic trials, or will green go 65? I've, I've been wondering this. I'm wondering this about Kyle Dake. What's he going to do? Mm-hmm. What's Jaden Cox going to do? I think Jaden's going up, but some people think he's going to make his way back down. Could we see uh, James Green versus Jordan Burroughs at 74? I think that's what James should do, frankly. Even even though Jordan's there and we kind of— much bigger than— <laughs> And better. It's like, man, we saw the 65 thing. He's not going to be more effective now that it's no. day of weight. It's just not going to work. Not with three more years of maturity different, since then. And he's a different guy yeah. down at that weight. It was proven. So I think James is going to have to go up to 74. It's going to make for an uncomfortable situation, I guess, there in Nebraska. But I, don't, I just don't see any other way. Yeah, or you could stay at 70 and focus on that and win a world championship and uh, Olympics, whatever. <laughs> yeah, maybe he could do that. I wouldn't fault him if he did that either, but I wouldn't, see, I wouldn't be surprised if he gave it the old college try. And, oh, sure. Yeah, I'm being half facetious with that. I mean, I think it would be great if we lived in a world where everybody could stay at their weight classes and not go to one that doesn't make sense because there were only six. But... Yeah, go up, give it a shot, but, you know, stay within striking distance of 70. Max Irvin asks, Nick Pitch has entered Akron at 61 kilograms. Could this be a sign that he will be at 133 next year and Dayton will be at 125? Or am I just in denial of not seeing a fixed versus Lee rivalry? I don't know. Um, I think it could be a sign that that's the reality. I think, you know, it, it, it just made more sense that Dayton would go down. But, yeah, I think it could be a subtle sign that he's – headed up to 133 and trying to see how effective he can be at that weight. Yeah, it's a, it's a good time to test the waters. Yeah. Um, who has better hair, Dayton or Ringer? Dayton. Well, I think Dayton, too. I'm not sure yeah. why. I'm not sure why. Ringer's I a little shorter. Nine. Well, no, I think he's got more of the mulletish in the back. I don't want to call it a mullet, but it's got, it's got more to the shoulders. More mullet-like. But it's not, there's not as much volume, I yeah. guess, is the issue. Yeah. I'm going to go with Dayton. I'm going with Dayton as well. Ringer, I got your back on this one. All right. Okay, that's fine. Um, okay. All right, could, hey, we get to be coaches against Bay on this question. Ooh. This is right in our wheelhouse. If you were nice. a college coach, do you recruit guys who win all matches 10-8 shootouts or 2-1 bouts? Mm. I, th- I think a college coach would say, uh, I'll take both. They're winners, and they'll recruit <laughs> both of them. Oh, my gosh. What a terrible take. Okay, so <laughs> I, I want the 10-8 this guy. This is what coaches would say, wouldn't they? No. I, I I would think in a, I would think they would say, you know what, ten eight, there's a lot of guys that can like keep matches close and win them in high school, but there's not a lot of guys with like high output scoring potential, and we can get his defense up to speed. If he's winning a bunch of shootouts. Yeah, coaching aggressiveness, like coaching up aggressiveness, is tougher than like coaching more patience and like learning that skill. Although. <clears throat> uh, Cade Brock is still throwing kitchen sinks out like as soon as the whistle blows. Yeah. Uh, so some guys. Uh, I think he has more upside than um, guys that are a little more, more defensive and play it closer. Yeah. So that's, that's my. That's pro- no. That's the fair take. I What's think. What's up with this dude's obsession with Nomad? Yeah. This I don't Vladimir. Know. <laughs> uh, well, are we? Can you please read that? Yeah. Okay. Where so this is from <laughs> Vladimir Magomedov, who we have not ruled out is that he's not the wrestling nomad. And right. now that we're seeing this Brian Colangelo Twitter thing, this, the 76ers <laughs> general manager having five burner accounts. couple burners. Here. I'm not ruling out that this isn't nomad. It's Ask actually me. his secret wife's uh, account. Okay. Nomad is keeping his wife a secret and her burner account. Oh, wow. Okay. A double secret. Nomad may not be the baddest boy in town, but is he the coolest cat around? <laughs> he might be the coolest cat around. I don't know. This is, he's definitely not the baddest boy. He's the, he's the chillest bro. Chillest bro. Bad, so, yeah. so not coolest cat, chillest but definitely bro. the chillest bro. <laughs> okay. So baddest boy. <laughs> you can't. What? We can't rule. Who we would can't. be the baddest boy in that, in that case? If he it's not asked no last week 
who was bad who was the better boy me or nomad <laughs> yeah <laughs> you're both pretty bad boys yeah definitely, definitely. come on all right These questions <laughs> i think it's go time kyle when, when do you go to akron buddy uh friday okay tomorrow yeah the land of lebron yeah. are you going to give him any advice this is the kid a kid from akron um this is the fourth year in a row that I'll be going to Akron while the NBA Finals are going on in his Cavs to Warriors. Oh, and every year we say, you know what, this year we are going to LeBron's house, and yeah. every year we don't do well, it. Well, they're never, the, they never, in the four-year yeah, run here, they can't get, oh, I thought you were talking about the queue, like his yeah. actual house. Oh. But I'm saying they couldn't, they <laughs> I'm couldn't, in his get, domicile. They couldn't get home <laughs> court, so the first two games are in California. Yeah, that's mm. too bad. But now you know the house is empty. You could crash it. Oh, that's true. That's I'm sure his point. fridge has got some really good snacks. Yeah. Some good wine. Some good vino. Yeah. All right. Sheesh. Sheesh. All right. Shouts to EMU Wrestling. Keep the pressure on, guys. They're doing good uh, suing and making the administrators be held accountable for their stupid actions. And also uh, save Truman State Wrestling's. Uh, go to just Google them. Uh, they're looking for donations to keep that program alive. Division 2 in Missouri. Thank you very much for that. Uh, Spay, you're home this weekend, right? I am chilling. I'm going to enjoy okay. everything that ATX has to offer. Very good. Well, we'll be back next Tuesday. Hey, guys, we got a lot of Final X stuff to discuss next Tuesday because that will be our last show before we go on the road because Thursday, oh, a week man. from today, the journey begins Oof. from Austin to Lincoln to Madison. We're going to Iowa, Iowa and we're going to State College, <laughs> and we're going to fun. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> a little, uh, what was that, Howard Dean? Yeah, a little Howard Dean humor for all you political Yeah. <laughs> really, really hitting the base there, uh, Democratic primary. Okay, thanks, guys. We'll see you next time.